I never, ever, never, ever asked a parent to give up on something that you really have control over. You don't have control. They're going to do something and you're going to say anything. They're not listening to you. On our level, it, it, besides the damage that it does, I'm not asking you to give up over something. You have to realize that the steering wheel has not been connected to this car for about three years. And you're going, working really hard, let's make a right, make a left, make a right, make a left. You're not, it's, it's not, not connected. They won't stop doing something because you suggest them not to. You know this yourself. If, if you're new, let's say people on video, if you've never done this, say no. Just, just write it down and see if it works for you. Beg, beg, bribe. <laughs> I don't care what you do. So make contract. If it works, do the contract. Do whatever works. Fine. I'll pay you $8 million if you don't do this. You know, we had a kid, 15 years old. This girl comes down the stairs of a gorgeous house. I'm not going to say Syrian. I'm not going to say which community they're from, Syrian. <laughs> I mean, and the father says in, in, in Syrian language, you know, which sounds a lot like from the Bronx when you're really angry, you know, basically, beep, you know, stop. He said, stop. You leave the house like this. We're done. Now, this is a nice house. There's a big family business. There's a lot of money in the pipeline coming to her. Outside, it's a kid who doesn't even have a car. He has a bicycle. And she was going to go on the back of his banana bike for a ride with some pimple-faced kid doesn't even own a credit card, right? Father says, you leave here. This house is not your house. This room is not your room. This house is not your house. We're done with you, and you're out of the inheritance. She has, let's say, $10 million at stake of this, this, of this question, right? I said, how long did it take till the door hit you in the face? He's like, she didn't even think about it. I said, that's exactly the point. That's why you see she's not thinking, because if she was a Russia but had a brain, she would say, okay, sorry, Dad, and then sneak out at night, jump out the window, sneak out. But you never say, F you, drop dead, I'm out of, keep your $10 million if you have half a brain. That's the point that there, there, there's no control, there's no one home. There's no one who goes, yeah, I was, I was shocked. I'm like, you know, if it was me, I would be like, can I think this over? I mean, pimple face is outside, $10 million inside. You know, maybe now's not the time to take a stand. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. You know, Pshat is that they're in our stage, they're cuckoo. But derech, in a, in a, if you want to know the, the psychiatric terminology that they have a, a status of, uh, cuckoo. They're cuckoo. Okay? They're cuckoo. We're not psychiatrists. We don't need to put labels and numbers and K-O-O-K-O-O. Cuckoo. They're willing to, Die, throw everything away, be homeless for nothing, right? Okay. So I never asked you to give up on something that you can stop. They won't stop it because of you. They won't do it because of you either. Now, I'm not saying there's no exceptions, but you can't live in this terrible area of crisis based on the 5% time that it might work out for you because you lose out when you do that. And yet, you have so much control over your kids. People think control means right now, stop, don't go. That's not control. You can slow down this car over time. 
You can make it stop going through red lights. You can get your kids to stop having eating disorders as we've seen. Get off drugs as we've seen. All kinds of stuff. Stop alcohol. Stop cutting themselves and change their mindset. But it's not happening right now. It's over time. It's called influence. It requires patience. It requires diligence. It requires focus. You can ruin hashpa with a blink of an eye. Because they know before you talk if you're with me or you're against me. If you have an agenda, I can't trust you. How can I ask you to tell me honestly how I should dress when you just want me to look like something that I uns- I clicked unsubscribe? So of course everything that's more sneeze you're going to like and tell me that this is what brings out the color of my eyes. You think they don't know? So... I can't trust you. I don't know. Like We have to be the opposite. We have to realize we have to gain trust. We have to build trust. We have to be f- there for them now so they don't feel I don't have parents because then worse things happen to kids who feel they don't have parents. Everybody agrees, a boy or a girl, but especially a girl and especially a boy. But either one of those two. And today there's a lot more options, okay? But a boy or a girl and a girl or a boy, each one. Everybody agrees that if you feel my parents understand me and they're my best friend, that they have the best chance of getting out of this alive. Everybody agrees. But nobody knows how to hold on that the kid should actually feel that. So they say, well, you got to tell your kid. Well, you got to tell your kid. Well, you can't give money. Well, this, well, that. By the time they finish saying, well, you got a kid who feels my parents hate me. And it's so not true. You love them. And people misinterpret what we're doing. Oh, you're giving them an okay, so they're going to get worse. No, we're giving them that you are okay, and I trust you, and we're in this together, so they get better. So you fell for the oldest trick in the book by trying to give advice to your child, and lo and behold, it didn't work. But what you lost is that she now, in her subconscious, feels, this guy doesn't get me. He doesn't get me. So we got to realign you go back, you say, listen, I thought about what happened. I'm so sorry. You did. You are a hero. That is the hardest thing to do. He did. You listened to your wife. <laughs> you didn't tell him. You did it on your own. Wow, we've never had a husband, a father do anything on their own. Right. That's, that's amazing. Don't slip up, but if you do, you can rectify it and make a Kesher even stronger. Beautiful. So proud. Finally, a guy does something right. She said, thank you, Daddy. How forgiving and beautiful. Wow. But that's the proof is in the pudding. Doesn't matter what the mahalach is. She used to have you in, in her phone book as old man. We used to have this other one who had her father as Satan and mother was Satan's mistress. And she changed it to Daddy. And your daughter changed it to Daddy. Now that's it. If she looks at you as an old man or as Satan or as uh, anything negative, or he looks at you, even if they don't change it in their phone, you have no hashpa, hashpa, no influence. But if you're daddy, I'm daddy's little girl. Come here, my little girl. And you can hug and you can go out and you can protect her. You're doing much more than don't, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, which doesn't, doesn't actually work. So I just say, whatever you do, Write it down. January 1st, 6 p.m., she wanted to do something, and I said no. Result. If you see consistently 
that what you're doing, the result is not what you wanted, stop doing it because you're killing the relationship. There's damage being done. There's walls being built up in her mind that these people are psychotic. You killed me in the name of God. We just had this this week on Zoom. The kid told, told, told her father, how could you tell me you love me and be from? You killed me in the name of your God and you still worship him? It's painful. It's painful. Stop doing things that, that are not working. Now what should you do? You have to be under guidance. But what we're doing is long term giving her that feeling. I got a call today from a therapist. Therapist tells me she's doing trauma work with one of, uh, uh, with a kip. She didn't know it was one of our kips. She's doing trauma work with a kip. And she says, part of her practice, very interesting, before we do this next deep trauma healing, I want you to emotionally feel that someone is here with you, holding you. Who would you like that to be? She said, my mommy. She said, my mommy. So she said, that's so interesting. Most teenagers don't say that. So she said, well, I'll be honest with you. My mother, I used to hate her guts. I wanted her to die. She was my biggest enemy in the world. And then she went to Avi Fishoff. That's what she said. And now she's my best friend. And when I think of her, I get strength. You got to think about when your kids close their eyes to Mustyuknishel Avi, to Mustyuknishel Imi, are you part of the problem, causing them pain, or are you part of the solution? That's what you guys are doing, becoming part of the solution. That's the goal. They think of you and they smile inside. These are people who like me. These are people who believe in me. These are people who make me feel good. You make their nefesh feel good. Massage their nefesh with texts, with cards, with trips, with gifts. People say, oh, you're buying their love. I, I really, I'm beginning to hate stupid people. I like everybody, but stupid people. If you're not in the sugya and you don't understand the sugya, just leave us alone. We're not buying love. We're proving after sometimes years of, of the kid thinking that we hate them. We're proving that, no, I care about you. I'm going to care for you. I'm there for you. I got your back. You know why? Because a lot of them, especially in our, in our, in our circles, they want to die. And I, I don't want them to think nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Today, my friend, who's a kip, who's such a sweetheart, he told me, tomorrow if I kill myself, will anyone miss me? Because he doesn't have parents like him. Very powerful what you're doing.